Genesis chapter 32, Jacob wrestles at Peniel. So Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw him, he exclaimed, this is the camp of God. So he named that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messages on ahead to his brother Esau in the land of Seir in the region of Edom. He commanded him, this is what you must say to my Lord Esau. This is what your servant Jacob says. I have been staying with Laban until now. I have oxen, donkeys, sheep and male and female servants. I have sent this message to inform my Lord so that I may find favour in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob and said, We went to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you and has 400 men with him. Jacob was very afraid and upset, so he divided the people who were with him into two camps, as well as the flocks, herds and camels. If Esau attacks one camp, he thought, then the other camp will be able to escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you said to me, Return to your land and to your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am not worthy of all the faithful love you have shown your servant. With only my walking stick I crossed the Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Rescue me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, as well as the mothers of my, with my children. But you said, I will certainly make you prosper, and will make your descendants like sand on the seashore, too numerous to count. Jacob stayed there that night. Then he sent as a gift to his brother Esau two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty female camels with their young, forty cows and ten bulls, and twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys. He entrusted them to his servants who divided them into herds. He told these servants, Pass over before me and keep some distance between one herd and the next. He instructed the servant leading the first herd, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? Whose herds are you driving? Then you must say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They have been sent as a gift to my lord Esau. In fact, Jacob himself is behind us. He also gave the instructions to the second and third servants, as well as to all those who were following the herd, saying, You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. You must also say, In fact, your servant Jacob is behind us. Jacob thought, I will first appease him by sending a gift ahead of me. After that I will meet him, perhaps he will accept me. So the gifts were sent on ahead of him while he spent that night in the camp. During the night, Jacob quickly took two of his wives, his two female servants and his eleven sons and crossed the ford of the Jabok. He took them and sent them across the stream along with all his possessions, so Jacob was sent alone. Then a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat Jacob, he struck the socket of his hip, so the socket of Jacob's hip was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. I will not let you go, Jacob replied, unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? He answered, Jacob. No longer will your name be Jacob, the man told him, but Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, Please tell me your name. Why do you ask my name? The man replied, Then he best Jacob there. So Jacob 
named the place Peniel, explaining, Certainly, I have seen God face to face and have survived. The sun rose over him as he crossed over Penuel, but he was limping because of his hip. This is why to this day the Israelites do not eat the sinew which is attached to the socket of the hip, because he struck the socket of Jacob's hip near the attached sinew. Genesis chapter 33, Jacob meets Esau. Jacob looked up and saw that Esau was coming along with 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel and the two female servants. He put the servants and their children in front with Leah and her children behind them and Rachel and Joseph behind them. But Jacob himself went on ahead of them and he bowed towards the ground seven times as he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, hugged his neck and kissed him. Then they both wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and the children, he asked, Who are these people with you? Jacob replied, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. The female servants came forward with their children and bowed down. Then Leah came forward with her children and they bowed down. Finally, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed down. Esau then asked, What did you intend by sending all these herds to meet me? Jacob replied, To find favour in your sight, my lord. But Esau said, I have plenty, my brother. Keep what belongs to you. No, please take them, Jacob said. If I have found favour in your sight, accept my gift from my hand. Now that I have seen your face and you have accepted me, it is as if we have seen the face of God. Please take my present that was brought to you. For God has been generous to me, and I have all I need. When Jacob urged him, he took it. Then Esau said, Let's be on our way. I will go in front of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are young, and that I have to look after the sheep and cattle that are nursing their young. If they are driven too hard for even a single day, all the animals will die. Let my Lord go on ahead of his servant. I will travel more slowly at a pace of the herds and the children until I come to my Lord at Seir. So Esau said, Leave me some of my men with you. Why do that? Jacob asked. My Lord has already been kind enough to me. So that same day Esau made his way back to Seir, but Jacob travelled to Sukkoth, when he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. This is why the place was called Sukkoth. After he left Padam Aran, Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem in the land of Canaan, and he camped near the city. Then he purchased the portion of the field where he had pitched his tent. He bought it from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of, of money. There he set up an altar and called it, The God of Israel is God. Genesis chapter 34. Dinah and the Shechemites. Now Dinah, Leah's daughter, whom she bore to Jacob, went to meet the young women of the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, who ruled the area, saw her, he grabbed her, forced himself on her and sexually assaulted her. Then he became very attached to Dinah, Jacob's daughter. He fell in love with the young woman and spoke romantically to her. Shechem said to his father Hamor, Acquire this young girl as my wife. When Jacob heard that Shechem had violated his daughter Dinah, he 
his sons were there with the livestock in the field. So Jacob remained silent until they came in. Then Shechem's father Hamor went to speak to Jacob about Dinah. Now Jacob's sons had come in from the field when they heard the news. They were offended and very angry because Shechem had disgraced Israel by sexually assaulting Jacob's daughter, a crime that should not be committed. But Hamor made his appeal to them. My son Shechem is in love with your daughter. Please give her to him as his wife. Intermarry with us. Let us marry your daughters and take your daughters as wives for yourselves. You may live among us and the land will be open to you. Live in it, travel freely in it and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Let me find favour in your sight and whatever you require of me, I'll give. You can make the bride price and the gift I must bring very expensive and I'll give whatever you ask of me. Just give me the young woman as my wife. Jacob's sons answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully when they spoke because Shechem had violated their sister Dinah. They said to him, We cannot give our sister to a man who is not circumcised, for it would be a disgrace to us. We will give you our consent on this one condition. You must become like us by circumcising all your males. Then we will give you our daughters to marry, and you, we will take your daughters as wives for ourselves, and we will live among you and become one people. But if you do not agree to our terms by being circumcised, then we will take our sister and depart. Their offer pleased Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man did not delay in doing what they asked because he wanted Jacob's daughter Dinah badly. Now he was more important than anyone in his father's household. So Amor and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city. These men are at peace with us, so let them live in the land and travel freely, for the land is wide enough for them. We will take their daughters for wives, and we will give them our daughters to marry. Only on this one condition will these men consent to live with us and become our people. They demand that every male among us be circumcised just as they are circumcised. If we do so, won't their livestock, their property and all their animals become ours? So let's consent to their demand so they will live among us. All the men who assembled at the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shechem. Every male who assembled at the city gate was circumcised. In three days they were all still in pain. Two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brother, each took their sword and went in to the unsuspecting city and slaughtered every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, took Dinah from Shechem's house and left. Jacob's sons killed them and looted the city because their sister had been violated. They took their flocks, herds and donkeys, as well as everything in the city and in the surrounding fields. They captured as plunder all their wealth, all their little ones, all their wives, including everything in the houses. Then Shechem said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought ruin on me for making me a foul odour among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am few in number. They will join forces against me and attack me, and both I and my family will be destroyed. But Simeon and Levi replied, Should he treat our sister like a common prostitute? Psalm 145 
A psalm of praise by David. I will extol you, my God, and O King. I will praise your name continually. Every day I will praise you. I will praise your name continually. The Lord is great and certainly worthy of praise. No one can fathom his greatness. One generation will praise your deeds to another and tell about your mighty acts. I will focus on your honour and majestic splendour and your amazing deeds. They will proclaim the power of your awesome acts. I will declare your great deeds. They will talk about the fame of your great kindness and sing about your justice. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He is patient and demonstrates great loyal love. The Lord is good to all and has compassion on all he has made. All your works will give thanks to you, Lord. Your loyal followers will praise you. They will proclaim the splendour of your kingdom. They will tell about your power so that mankind might acknowledge your mighty acts and the majestic splendour of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an eternal kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord supports all who fall and lifts up all who are bent over. Everything looks to you in anticipation and you provide them with food on a regular basis. You open your hand and fill every living thing with the food it desires. The Lord is just in all his actions and exhibits love in all he does. The Lord is near all who cry out to him, all who cry out to him sincerely. He satisfies the desire of his loyal followers. He hears their cry for help and delivers them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys all the wicked. My mouth will praise the Lord. Let all who live praise his holy name forever. Mark chapter 13, the destruction of the temple. Now as Jesus was going out of the temple courts, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look at these tremendous stones and buildings. Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left on another. All will be torn down. Signs of the end of the age. So while he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us when all these things will happen. And what will be the sign that all these things are about to take place? Jesus began to say to them, Watch out that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and they will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumours of wars, do not be alarmed. These things must happen, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise up in arms against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines. These are but the beginning of birth pains. Persecution of Disciples You must watch out for yourselves. You will be handed over to councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me as a witness to them. First, the gospel must be preached to all nations. When they arrest you and hand you over for trial, do not worry about what to speak, but say whatever is given to you at that time. For it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will hand over brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. 
but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The abomination of desolation. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not come down or go inside or take anything out of his house. The one in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing their babies in those days. Pray that it may not be in winter, for in those days there will be suffering unlike anything that has happened from the beginning of the creation that God created until now, or ever will happen. And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would be saved. But because of the elect whom he chose, he has cut them short. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe them. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, the elect. Be careful, I have told you everything ahead of time. The arrival of the Son of Man. But in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man arriving in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send angels and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Parable of the fig tree. Learn this parable from the fig tree. Whenever its branches become tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also you, when you see these things happening, know that he is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be ready. But as for that day or hour, no one knows it, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, except the Father. Watch out, stay alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. He left his house and put his slaves in charge, assigning to each his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to stay alert. Stay alert then, because you do not know when the owner of the house will return, whether during the evening, at midnight when the rooster crows, or at dawn, or else he might find you asleep when he returns suddenly. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Stay alert. Stay alert.